Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Wine, Repeat, a podcast for all you wine lovers who, if you're like me, just cannot get enough of the good stuff. I'm Yanina Doyle, your host, brand ambassador, wine educator, and sommelier. So stick with me as we dive deeper into this ever-evolving, wonderful world of wine. And wherever you are listening to this, cheers to you. Hello, wine friends, and welcome back to another episode. And today I am talking about old vines. So we will touch on what actually are old vines, where in the world regions are actually classifying specific vines and how old they actually have to be. What is the significance of old vines culturally, genetically, how they can help us in the future, the stories that they hold, how the flavour of the wines that come from old vines are different. And my deeper discovery into this was at Feude de San Gregorio, an incredible winery in Arpinia within Campania in Italy. This is the area that is famous for the red grape variety Aglianico and also the white grape varieties Greco and Fiano. And if you want to know more about wines of Campania, go back to episode 66 and you can learn more about this incredible wine region. But this episode is on those old gnarly vines and of course on one of the leading producers of Campagna Feude de San Gregorio. So, enjoy. Now, if you are looking for an old vine wine, hopefully it says old vine on the label. But if it's a French wine, you may also want to look out for the words vieille vin. Now, of course, go and download my transcript. You can find the link in the show notes and then you'll be able to see the spellings. Now, these words, old vine or vieille vin, they refer to grapevines that have reached a certain age typically considered to be around 35 years or older. However, the exact definition of old vines can really vary depending on the wine region or the specific vineyard practices. Now, there are some new schemes in place that confirm a minimum age. So, as an example, you could look for Vigno, this is an abbreviation of Vignadores de Carignon. This is in Maule in Chile, where the Carignon vines, they have to be a minimum of 30 years old. The Old Vine Project in South Africa is an initiative aimed at preserving and promoting the country's old vine vineyards, of which must be at least 35 years old. This is the same for Barossa wine in Australia. And then there is Rioja's designation, Viñedos Singulares. And of course, Rioja is in Spain. The Lodi region in the US has a project called Save the Old. And this focuses on 50-year-old plus vines. And then lastly, you can find 70-year-old plus vines in Priorat under the Concel Regulador DOQ Priorat. Now, I was so lucky 
to be hosted, many of you have heard me talking about this, by Feude de San Gregorio recently. You can find this winery in the Campania region in Italy. So this was all part of an old vine conference field trip to discover and learn about the importance and the secrets that these old vines are sheltering. Now I got to experience up close and personal the most magical vines I've ever seen in my life. Many of you may have seen them if you follow me on Instagram and if you don't go to at eat sleep underscore wine repeat and then you can go back a few months and you can see pictures of vines that well (laughs) they look like trees. They do not look like anything that you can imagine in your own head. So these trees, (laughs) these 200-year-old grapevines, they were the Aglianico grape variety and they're found in their vineyards in Torazi, the region Torazi. They are trained in a pergola system. So this is a vine training system. It allows the vines to climb really high along columns and cross beams. They are called in this very specific training here in Campania, Starsetta. And the vines are trained to an impressive three meters in height. So of course the use of ladders is an absolute must. Now the branches they typically hang down so that the vigor of the vine becomes less and less. It's super interesting and a whole different way of vine training that you may never have thought of. So do investigate this pergola system and certainly these old vines of Feude de San Gregorio. If you want to see for yourself, in the wine region of Campania in Italy, there is a wealth of ancient vines. So I can definitely highly recommend going to visit this region, although there are many all over the world. And actually, the reason for why there's so many in this region is the volcanic soils of the region and the ancient marine soils that they have. So Phylloxera, the evil louse that feeds on the roots of vines and, of course, eventually kills them, it can't survive in sandy soils, which both of these different types of soils, volcanic and ancient marine soils, they have a decent proportion of sand. In fact, 80% or more basically means they are practically immune to the attack of these aphids. Now, I don't think you can mention old vines without going into a little bit more detail on phylloxera, as these aphids were the reason that the majority of European vines became infected. This obviously started in the 1800s. And of course, with moving plant material across the world, phylloxera travelled with it. It is only Chile and Cyprus that have never had the appearance of phylloxera in its soils, meaning that they have many ungrafted vines because choosing a rootstock that can handle this louse isn't necessary. So I want to talk a little bit more about the importance of old vines and what I learned on my trip. So old vines, they so often represent ancient or traditional grape varieties that may have unique genetic characteristics and adaptions. So for me, what seemed the absolute most important of everything is to preserve and to cultivate these old vines because it helps maintain a biodiversity 
in vineyards and therefore can safeguard the genetic diversity of grape varieties. So this diversity can be crucial in the face of changing climates, which is of course a big, big talk right now, pests, diseases, as basically what happens is it proves a wider range of traits and has more resilience. So as an example, one of the main causes of vineyard decay is wood diseases. So if you could select new clones that are more resilient, this could help the health of our future vineyards, giving them greater longevity. It was interesting also to find out that using American rootstock and grafting Vetus vinifera vines on top is not just handy for handling the onslaught of phloxera, which obviously is what saved the wine world, but also the rootstock has genetic material that allows it to handle drought quite well because those Vetus species that came from America, they've grown to be able to withstand much more extreme heats than our Vetus vinifera vines. So Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, or as we're talking about Campania region, the grape variety Aglianico, for instance, they haven't had to deal with droughts in the same way and instead are more water tolerant as an example. So using these rootstocks can help us with the lack of water that many wine regions are facing. However, it is not a magic wand, as I learned, as it doesn't tackle the growing global issues of climate. So in fact, looking at Italy, they are predicting, it's very sad, that wine regions in the south, such as Sicily, Sardinia and Puglia, will be desert by 2050. So this is why we want to look at those old vines because they retain a genetic memory. So DNA that remembers and could have answers to what is coming in the future. So I found that really fascinating. It's also worth remembering that vines can't move, which means that they always are developing and getting stronger as they need to find ways to adapt. They have to be learning. And this is something that animals or humans don't have to do. And so old vines, they develop extensive and deep root systems over time. So these roots can penetrate deep into the soil, access far more water, more nutrients from all of the various layers. So for regions facing water scarcity and drought conditions, the deep roots of old vines can be far more resilient and better equipped to survive and produce grapes. Their ability to withstand and adapt to changing environmental conditions can contribute to sustainable vineyard practices. I think I might have mentioned in the episode before when I was talking about the Criolla varieties of South America that with the Pais vines, so this is the original vine that came across to Chile and Argentina, specifically you can find the most in Chile now. Well, many of the winemakers in Chile are looking to use the Pais rootstocks and graft whatever Vetus vinifera species over the top because the Pais rootstocks have become so resilient and again, they can handle these drought issues. So that is a perfect example of what you can have with old vines. Now, old vines, they also tend to produce lower yields, but with more concentrated flavors in the grapes. So the older the vine, the more likely, not always, the more likely it is to produce grapes with intense aromas, complex flavors, and a very unique character. 
And whilst I was out there in Campania, we got to do a special tasting, the great wines from Heritage Vineyards. Tasted about 12 wines from old, old vines. And what was interesting was that all of them had a real mouthfeel. I felt that there was minerality amongst all of them. A slight salinity kept on coming up. Real concentration and then absolute lovely freshness. So that was my conclusion of what you can get from Old Vines. And if anybody wants to know what my favourites were from that tasting, check out the 2021 Pagani Ranch Zinfandel from Ridge Vineyards. If you can, this is from Sonoma Valley in the US, in California. And they have vines ranging between 90 and 120 years old in the bottle. My other favourite was 2020 Catena Zapata Malbec Argentino. This is from Mendoza in Argentina and I have done a podcast with Laura Catena of Catena Zapata. I'm a huge fan of their wines, their quality, their research. So if you want to know a little bit more about them, go and check out episode 111 and episode 112. So concluding on old vines and their flavour, preserving old vines ensures the availability of grapes that can contribute to the production of exceptional wines. (laughs) Now old vines, they also provide a really valuable resource for just research and experimentation in viticulture. So they offer insights on, as I've kind of already mentioned, the way the vines can adapt and they can evolve over time. And they basically serve as living laboratories for studying vine health, vineyard management techniques, and Uh, you know, of course, the impact of different environmental factors. So the knowledge that is gained from studying these old vines can help inform and improve vineyard practices for the future. And let's not forget the nostalgia, the magic and the romance part, which is actually my favourite. Old vineyards, they carry historical and cultural significance. They can be so deeply rooted in the traditions and the heritage of a particular wine region. After my trip to Campania in Italy, I was able to understand the history of this area, which was a real crossroads for travel and for trade. So it has both the influences from the Etruscans and the Greeks. I mentioned the old 200-year-old vine trained in that type of pergola system. Well, this was their way of training vines for the Etruscans. They were farmers and they didn't travel. The oldest vines can in fact be found in the Pompeii region and they would always be training the vines high, so either supported by trees or by using stakes. Whereas the Greek viticulture, they were merchants and they traveled, meaning that they would often be moving the vines. So they were very much about bush vines, which is fascinating. And you can see this in other vineyards closer to the coast or further down south. So preserving and maintaining old vineyards allows for the continuation of winemaking practices that have been passed down through generations. It honours the history and the legacy of winemakers who have contributed to the development of a region's viticultural identity. And that, for me, is the magic. Now, if any of you want to explore more 
the Old Vine Conference. So this was started by Master of Wine, Sarah Abbott. And to quote her, she says, the Old Vine Conference is galvanizing a global movement to nurture and value old vines and their wines. So I encourage all of you to explore a little bit deeper and you can always follow them on Instagram at Our Old Vines and you can see if there are conferences going on or talks or if they're recommending specific old vine wines to try and their website is www.oldvines.org. You can also go to the Jancis Robinson Old Vines Register. I'll put the link down in the show notes, which is an incredible resource. So as of last year, there were 1,650 entries, but more are being added all the time. And if you download this, it's an Excel document, basically, and you can see the name of the vineyard, in what region it comes from, what grapes are planted there, how old the vines are. So if you are wanting to explore where to go on your next trip to see some gnarly, gnarly vines, this would be a good one to (laughs) have a little look at. So in conclusion... What I realized from my trip with the Old Vine Conference was while old vines alone cannot solve all of the challenges that are faced by the vine growing industry, they do play a significant role in preserving biodiversity, maintaining quality and providing resources for the future of vine growing. By recognizing their importance and actively preserving and then cultivating old vineyards, Wine producers can contribute to the sustainability, the resilience and the continued excellence of the industry. Now, before I finish off, I just want to let you know a little bit more about staying at Feudi de San Gregorio because it is an incredible trip away. So firstly, if you were to fly into Naples in just over an hour, you will get to the wine estate and they have this country house, they call it Foresteria. And if you want to stay there, Google Borgio San Gregorio and then you'll see the rates for the time that you want to stay. They have all deluxe rooms. Their toiletries are from the brand Diptyque. They have yoga mats and yoga blocks that you can take to use and as you walk down towards the winery you're surrounded by mountains, trees, manicured gardens and you walk past vineyards. You get to their restaurant. It's called Marena. There are views almost 360 degrees if I can remember. There's a wine theatre. As you look out the windows you can see all these little houses along and up through the hilltops. The kitchen itself is glass windows so you can see through and their window goes out onto the beautiful view so you just know the food you're eating is made with love. It's the most beautiful kitchen I have seen. Breakfast, you can get a detox beetroot juice and freshly squeezed green juice along with oh my god the best bread in the world so oh the food is gorgeous and along with your stay there then you can book in excursions activities so when I talk about those 200 year old vines you can have a picnic in that vineyard there's 
cooking classes, there's horses and trekking and cycling activities, trips to 17th century palaces. Ugh, take me back. Now, very important announcement. Coming up in July, we have National Mac and Cheese Day on July 14th and we have National Wine and Cheese Day on July 25th. So, for the next two episodes, I am going to be talking to business owner Jess Summer, who started a luxury online cheese and wine business and knows everything there is to know about cheese and what wines we need to pair with it. So this is a never ending exploration and certainly one of the many joys that comes with drinking wine. So prepare yourself to uncork some fun and brie happy next week. Yeah, sorry. Ugh, puns. <laughs> but life is feta with a good bottle of wine and some nice cheese. Yeah, done. I'm done. I promise. Just like the podcast, share the podcast with your wine-loving friends and do leave me a review if you're listening on Apple or you're listening on a podcast where you can leave a review. It will make these podcasts more discoverable. So until next Monday, where we will get into the nitty-gritty of cheese and wine pairings, have a fab week and cheers to you.